0: What is aimed at the United States of America in September, it could be very, very disastrous.
1: Is there a supernatural dimension, a world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist?
0: Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world, where it's naturally supernatural. I am so concerned about what might happen to the United States of America in September and that's why I'm going to take you shortly to Jerusalem, Israel. I'm going to be interviewing a friend of mine, Shira Sokarom. Shira immigrated to Israel in 1967. What a historic date, Jerusalem in Jewish hands for the first time in thousands of years. And she was there to see what was happening. And Shira has been, uh, had a Molotov cocktail tossed into her apartment because she's an outspoken Messianic Jew, but she is the most insightful prophetic reporter I know in the Middle East. Uh, Shira, Shalom.
2: Shalom, Sid. Glad to be with you.
0: Shira, what a time to be in Israel, 1967, Jerusalem in Jewish possession for the first time in thousands of years. Tell me what it was like living in Israel in 67.
2: Well, it truly was one of the highest, greatest moments of all of Israel's history. Uh, Yitzhak Rabin, who later became the Prime Minister, here's, here's how he felt, and it's how the whole nation felt. He said, I felt truly shaken and stood there murmuring a prayer for peace. This is when he first saw the Western Wall. And he said, Motigur's paratroopers were struggling to reach the wall and to touch it. We stood among a tangle of rugged, battle-weary men who were unable to believe their eyes or restrain their emotions. Their eyes were moist with tears, their speech incoherent. The overwhelming desire was to cling to the wall, to hold on to that great moment as long as possible. When I got here, that's where people were. Ta- that's what people were talking about. They were saying the days of Messiah are here. The Israelis just couldn't stay out of the old city. They swarmed through every little uh, store and uh, place, and the the Arabs were stunned uh, at, at the at the victory that. Uh, Israel had, and uh, Israel had immediately cleared out that whole area around the Western Wall. And so there were just thousands and thousands of people, 24 hours a day, uh, down at the Western Wall. The country was in a euphoria. People were saying, there'll never be another war again. The Arabs have finally learned their lesson, and it is the days of Messiah.
0: And, And you were telling me that moment when so many Israelis at the Western Wall sang uh, a song that's very popular in Israel, Jerusalem of Gold. What was that like?
2: Well, we were heading towards the old city on Yom Atz-Maut, which was the Independence Day, the first Independence Day of a united uh, Jerusalem. And actually, the crowd was so great that I only got as far as Jaffa Gate, which is the main Western Gate. And there in front of me were thousands, uh, perhaps a couple of hundred thousand people. And they all began singing just uh, out of the blue, Jerusalem of gold. It was the most amazing moment of my life. I knew that uh, something was connecting me with Israel that I had not dreamed of before. And again, the people were saying, this is the time of the Bible. These are Bible days again. And these were many of these people didn't even believe in God, and they certainly didn't know about the true Messiah. But they, had, they saw that we were in, entering the last days. Uh, Shira,
0: uh, many members of our audience do not know the history of Israel. The history of Israel is miracle after miracle after miracle. Could you give us a very brief snapshot uh, of the history of modern-day Israel?
2: Well, you know, the sad thing is that the British Empire had the opportunity to create Israel and they messed up in 1917 they delivered a declaration that, they, that the Holy Land, that Palestine was going to be a homeland for the Jews but over the next few years they went back on that they gave 76 percent to the Hashemite uh, gover- uh, uh, J- Jordanian uh, government uh, and then the what was left they decided to divide that up again and finally they just raised their hands left a lot of their weapons to the Arabs and and took off uh, and left it to the UN so Britain really missed the greatest opportunity that was ever given to them and you know when Britain went into World War II it was said that the Sun never sets on their empire and when Britain came out of World War II after turning its back on Israel There was nothing left of it except a few islands like the Falkland Islands.
0: What what do you personally account for that happening? What is the cause that Britain went from being uh, like the United States of America uh, to almost third world?
2: The Bible says, I will bless those who bless you, meaning the seed of Abraham, and I will curse those who curse you. In 1939, when Hitler was gathering up his troops to exterminate the Jewish people and succeeded in 6 million, the British put out what's called a white paper and said only 75,000 Jews a year can come to the Holy Land and after uh, 1944, whatever the Arabs say can come and so the millions of Jews who could have come back to the land of Israel were instead destroyed in Hitler's uh, ovens and I do believe that there is no greater sign of a curse than for an empire like England to lose almost everything she had
0: now I want to correct one thing that I said they didn't go third world But they lost most of the nations that they had. They went from one of the more powerful nations in the world history to being uh, an also-ran, so to speak. Now, I'm setting the stage for you right now to find out what is about to happen if America makes the wrong decision in September. Don't go away. Be right back after this word.
1: We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. Israel, oh, Israel, whose Messiah, can't you tell? Don't you know, can't you see, your king is this man?
3: Project 77, bringing the Gospel to Jewish people in America and Canada while the door is still open.
1: We now return to It's Supernatural!
0: Hello. Sid Roth here with Shira Sakharam reporting to us from Jerusalem. And Shira, I have to find out from you what is your spin on what's going on in Egypt, what's going on with the young people in their protests throughout the entire Middle East. I don't think there's ever been a time in the history of the world that there's been so many protests going on in the Middle East like this.
2: Absolutely. You know, I would love to think that the Arab people were going to go into a dem- democratic style government but because Islam is so strong in these nations I just read polls today about Egypt uh, I th- way over a majority of Egyptians want their government to break the uh, agreement, uh, the peace treaty with Israel. The people don't, don't want Israel here. And so uh, in a democracy, uh, what's going to happen is the Islamics, which are in the majority in Egypt, are going to take over. And it is a tragedy it, because Islam is, is a spirit that hates the Arab people as much as, as anybody else. You know, it's a spirit of death. And wherever Islam is, there's death of of their own people, first of all, and then, of course, their desire to destroy Israel and the Western nations.
0: Uh, Shira, politically, uh, a group called the Muslim Brotherhood is getting a lot of good press in the United States, Uh, but who is the Muslim Brotherhood and why is it bad for the world? that they're literally looks like they're going to be taking over a lot of these countries
2: well let me explain it this way the difference between the muslim brotherhood and al-qaeda is that al-qaeda comes out with its gun smoking and they want to take over uh, by violence the brotherhood says look we can have the same goals but we'll do it through elections But their goal is, just like Al-Qaeda, to have a worldwide caliphate.
0: There is an increasing anti-Semitism worldwide, even uh, some compare it to what it was during Hitler. Uh, We've never seen such ferocious anti-Semitism worldwide. Why is this going on at this time?
2: Well, I think that, again, uh, Islam, wherever it goes, is carrying on the theology of Hitler and so because you have so many islamics now in Europe and they're pushing this agenda of anti-semitism that it is spreading it is definitely spreading and uh, Ahmadinejad in Iran is saying exactly the same things as Hitler did Back in Hitler's day, people didn't believe him. Today, they do not believe the Iranian president.
0: At the same time, Shira, and it's so amazing to me, Israel is prospering like almost no country I know. The shekel compared to the U.S. dollar is so much better. What's going on in your real estate? You're pricing me out of being able to buy a home Uh, in uh, in the high-tech industry. How could this all be going on with the whole world doing so many horrible things to Israel?
2: It's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. But you're right you know this little startup nation is creating and creating and creating uh it's it's obviously the blessing of god
0: question who owns the land of israel
2: the bible says it is his land with a capital h and so god is going to keep his promises he's always kept his promises And there is no nation that is going to destroy this nation. However, the nations that come against Israel will ultimately be destroyed. I know that sounds terrible. I know it's hard to believe, and I don't even like saying it. But that's what the Bible says. When I see what's happening, the wars and rumors of wars and the killings all over the earth, yeah, it's going to happen. And more and more nations that come against Israel are going to themselves have disaster happen to them.
0: Uh, Shira, um, what about the pawns, if you will, of this situation, the Palestinians?
2: What can be done with them? You know, Sid, there is no political solution. Absolutely no political solution. The only solution is Yeshua the Messiah. When the Arab people find God, and receive the Messiah, believe the Bible. They love the Jewish people. We have friends among the Arabs who are so strong in, in in favor of Israel. They say one preacher says, "I'm a Ruth congregation. I have become a part of the inheritance of Israel." That's the only solution. So even the even the Israeli government realizes that, and they encourage. Uh, missionary work among the Arabs. I can tell you right now that in the Palestinian areas, there are groups of Muslims who have come to believe in the Messiah. Of course, if it were known, they would be killed themselves.
0: Uh, Shira, Shira little by little. Uh, we're going to have to take a break right now, but when we come back, we're going to discuss what is going to happen in the United States of America this September. You must hear this. Please do not go away. Be right back. We'll be
1: right back to It's Supernatural! Jerusalem, oh Jerusalem, Why won't you believe in him? Don't you know, can't you see, your king is this man from Galilee?
3: Sid Roth is sharing the gospel through mailing a supernatural book to millions of Jewish people worldwide.
1: Israel, oh Israel, whose Messiah can't you tell? Don't you know? Can't you see? Your King is this man.
3: Project 77, bringing the gospel to Jewish people in America and Canada while the door is still open.
1: We now return to It's Supernatural.
0: Hello, Sid Roth here with Shira Sakaram. She's reporting to us from Jerusalem, Israel. Uh, Shira, what is the feeling like of the average Israeli with uh, the threat of uh, of uh, Iran, all the missiles, everything? What is it like to live in Israel, being pressed almost from every side?
2: Well, obviously, the two greatest uh, pressures against the Israelis is, number one, Iran, which is, as I said before, acting just like Hitler did with his uh, mouth. And secondly, uh, the United Nations.
0: Why is the United Nations so against Israel?
2: It is so simple to tell you. There's around 50 uh, Arab nations in the Arab League. Uh, That's not exactly the number, but around 50. And so that's out of uh, close to around 200 member nations. And then you have another uh, 70 or 80 uh, nations that are either partly or wholly uh, Islamic. And so the United Nations is simply dominated by Islam. And so whatever uh, the, uh, the oil countries, whatever they direct, these other nations move with them.
0: Speaking of the United Nations passing a resolution, uh, what do you think yeah. about the reports that this September the United Nations uh, might declare uh, a Palestinian state without Israel's consent or working out any peace arrangements?
2: Israel has asked the Palestinian authorities, said, look, Just recognize our nation that we have a right to exist as a Jewish nation, just like you have a right to exist all these other nations around that are Arab nations, Islamic nations. Let us have one nation and recognize us. And secondly, agree to stop your terrorism against us. That's what Israel is asking. Now the Palestinians say, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to recognize. And we want uh, all of our Palestinian, uh, several million uh, refugees, so-called, and, and that's a whole other tale. Uh, we want them to come back to Israel, which means, of course, that it wouldn't be a Jewish state anymore. And so Israel and, uh, has been going ever since I've been in this country. This is what has been uh, the conflict. And so now the Palestinians are saying, hey, we're not going to agree to that. And so we just decided we're going to declare our own state Period, And if the United Nations agrees and all the other nations agree, then we have our own state. That is what is coming up in September.
0: Briefly, what could you foresee happening to the United States if they do not veto this and go along with the resolution to declare a Palestinian state?
2: Yeah. Well, that means that they're dividing up the nation and that's what the uh, what Joel, the prophet Joel, said that God was going to come against these nations because they are dividing up the land. It's just you can't do it because God gave this tiny little wisp of a nation to the Jewish people. Now, God loves the Arab people. He's given them, I think it's, uh, how much is it? It's 562 times more land than he gave to Israel. But the Arabs want that next little piece of land, but it's not going to happen. Israel's going to be here. God's going to keep his promise. And the nations that come against Israel will see tragedy coming to them.
0: Last question, Shira. Will there be a revival among Jewish people before the rapture? Many Christians say, let's not share with the Jewish people because after the rapture, they'll get saved. What do you think?
2: That is a horrible, horrible way to think because even if that were true, which I don't see it that way, every Jewish person that dies without having salvation, he's lost just like anybody else. Look, the Bible says, uh, Yeshua said, look, to the Pharisees, to these unbelieving Pharisees, you'll not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That means somebody who is accepting the Messiah. In the book of Acts, uh, Peter's talking to the people there and he says, believe on the Lord Yeshua. And uh, and when you do, uh, all of these things are going to be fulfilled and then, and then the Lord will send the Messiah back.
0: I see a great Jewish revival that's about ready to happen in Joel 2. What do you see there?
2: I believe it. I believe that there's going to be a revival And they're going to be here, and when when Yeshua comes back to this earth, they're going to say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Yes, there's going to be many, many Jewish saved people who are waiting for Yeshua to come back. What's the
0: climate among Jewish people right now, young Jewish people in Israel?
2: I think they're looking, they're looking, and as we get stronger and have more opportunities, to get the good news out uh, by, by ways that we don't have at our disposal, television, internet television, media, uh, the, they'll have a chance to hear. And I believe they're going to really receive. I know when I talk to individuals, they're very open, very open to me.
0: Shira, thank you so much for being my guest on It's Supernatural.
2: Thank you, Sid.
0: And thank you for listening to us. You don't realize how prophetic this show has been. Do you know in Obadiah 115, it says, As you have done unto Israel, it will be done unto you. And in Joel chapter 3, it's been pointed out there will be judgment on the nations for one specific sin, dividing up my while all this is going on, you see how end times are speeding up, I wish more people would understand God's law of evangelism. When God wanted to reach the world, he went to who? The Jew, Abraham. When Jesus wanted to reach the whole world, who did he go to? He said, I go only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. When Paul wanted to reach the whole world, who did he go to? He said in in Romans 1 16, I go to the Jew first. That is God's strategy. By going to the Jew first, it opens up a supernatural door of evangelism for Gentiles beyond anything the world has ever seen. This is God's method. In Amos chapter 9, it says when the, when when the Tabernacle of David is restored, and the word tabernacle in Hebrew means house or family. When the family of David is restored, the Jewish people will be the greatest Gentile revival in history. Get it? Light bulbs going on, I hope, right now.
3: In just one moment, find out how you can get this prophetic audio CD teaching by Shira Sorko-Ram, the most misunderstood of the four prophetic signs of the last days an unprecedented supernatural door has opened. Large numbers of Jewish people are suddenly accepting Jesus as their Messiah and Lord like never before. As Sid Roth conducts evangelistic meetings for Jewish people in North America, they thought for themselves as a supernatural book that God gave Sid Roth in a dream. It is written from a Jewish perspective with ten Jewish people telling their own stories to other Jewish people. The book relates to them and penetrates them in a way nothing else can. Now God has directed Sid Roth to bring this Gospel message to two million Jewish people in America while this supernatural door remains open.
0: Please call the number on the screen right now and say, yes, Sid, I will join Project 77, adopting seven Jewish people right now to lead them to Messiah. Most unsaved Jewish people don't have a believing family praying for them to come to know Jesus as their Messiah. When you call, you are saying, I will pray for their salvation, and I'm providing each of them a copy of They Thought for Themselves. Your gift of just $77 will provide this powerful book to seven Jewish people, and we will send you the names of your seven Jewish families so you can hold them up in
3: prayer. In appreciation, we will send you this prophetic audio CD teaching by Shira Sorkoram, The Four Prophetic Signs of the Last Days. Through this audio CD teaching, you will clearly understand how your Project 77 gift is helping to fulfill end time prophecy concerning Israel and the Jewish people. Plus, when you call, you will also receive your own copy of the book, They Thought for Themselves. This book will stir your faith to believe God for your own family's salvation.
0: In Genesis 12, 3, God promises to bless those who bless the Jewish people. What blessing do you need? Family, salvation, health, more glory, finances? The heart of God at this moment is Jewish souls. Catch God's heart and watch His favor increase in your life.
3: Call now with your $77 gift and watch God extend His supernatural favor and blessings over your life. Call or give your gift on the web or send your check of $77 to Sid Roth. It's supernatural. Post Office Box 2077, Brunswick, Georgia 31521. Please specify offer number P77. We must move while this supernatural door remains open. Every day, Jewish people in America pass into eternity without ever hearing a clear presentation of the gospel.
0: And just as the door has opened supernaturally, it will close just as suddenly. call right now. Next week on It's Supernatural! When my guest had a visitation from God, he now sees angels. And these angels even supply new body parts on platters.